Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric. And in this episode, I want to talk about a recent trade I took where I had to decide on whether or not to trade a butterfly spread or a credit spread because of the current market situation I was in. So I thought it'd be fun to compare the two trades and the scenario, kind of talk through that of why I ended up going with the butterfly trade over the credit spread in this particular case. Now, it's really going to come down to uh, when you trade these type of things, it's going to come down to your own market outlook. Um, it's going to come down to the risk reward. We'll talk about that. And it's also about the probabilities that you want to take on the trade. Do you want it to be high probability with higher risk or low probability with lower risk? And those are some of the components that, that you have to wrestle with when you're making a trading decision and actually go to put on that trade. Now, every trading situation is unique and every person is unique. So this trade may not have been the best decision for you. And you can kind of answer that for yourself. It's definitely not a recommendation for you to trade either one of these trades, butterflies or credit spreads. There's obviously risk with both. And you really kind of need to understand the mechanics of those. We're not going to get too in the weeds on the mechanics of butterflies and credit spreads. If you're still listening to this episode, you probably already have an idea of how they work. And let's go ahead and get into the example and I'll talk through it with what I ended up going with. And let's start with the actual situation here. So this is a zero DTE trade. I try to trade these every day. I don't get a zero DTE trade off every day because sometimes there are jobs reports and things and the market gets too volatile and it's just a little bit too risky. But on this particular day, this was on um, Tuesday, October 3rd, uh, there was a jolts report going on in the morning. So what does that mean? Jolts is the job opening report. You know, whenever you have a jobs report, it's really best to kind of let the, the market decide if it's bearish or bullish. Because you can see, like, like in this particular market we're in right now, bad news is good news. So in this particular case, the jolts numbers, the do job numbers were actually pretty strong, which started to cause a bearish move in the market for that day. So once the report came out and the market started to break lower, and I'm going to use the level 4250 on SPX. That was the level that was kind of make or break for me at that time. Um, as the market started to break lower, I'm now thinking, okay, I probably want to lean on the bearish side because the market does not like the strong jobs report. And there's basically two main ways you can short the market you know, in a risk defined manner, right? Obviously you can buy puts or sell calls, but we're, we're talking about spreads here so we can reduce our risk, reduce the amount of capital we use. Um, so that way, if the market rips around, because we know how volatile the market can be, we can minimize that risk. So because we're leaning bearish at this point, there's a, the, the two trades I want to kind of compare, at least these are the ones that I was considering. One was selling an out of the money credit spread and on a zero DTE basis, and you know this was again kind of late morning. I'm going to say 10:30 or so. You can typically get, and I say typically, and this is change. This will probably change. You could sell a credit spread on SPX for five wide, five wide on the width, for about a dollar. With that short strike being, I'm going to say 25 points away, give or take. Maybe it's 90 cents. Maybe it's a dollar ten. But you can get about 20 to 25 points out of the money and collect about a dollar for that five wide spread. So what that means is that you have 25 points to for you to be wrong, right? And if you again, if you think of the credit spread as kind of an insurance uh, company contract where you're saying, hey, the market's not going to get back above this level. 
If it does, I'm protected beyond the, the further strike. So your sold strike is the insurance contract and the bought strike is your your own insurance contract to limit your risk and the, the amount of capital that you're going to use on this trade. But mathematically, let's just say we got a dollar for this particular credit spread. We have 25 points of room. We were able to collect the dollar and our risk is the difference in the spread uh, or the, the width of the spread minus the credit. So if we're, if we got a credit of a dollar, we're risking $4. Meaning if the market just completely does an about face and rips higher 50 points, we're going to lose $400 if, unless we have a stop or something like that. But just from a general um, risk reward standpoint, it's a higher probability trade, the credit spread, meaning it's more than likely that this trade works out but you have to have more risk for that. So the farther you go out of the money on your credit spread, the less credit you receive, but the more risk you're taking on and the more capital you need to make that trade. So there's some, some other nuances there. So that's one way to get short, if you will, or short exposure, um, negative delta, and you get time on your side. If the market doesn't do anything, remember, we're, we're going to, into this trade or this scenario, we're saying, hey, the market... The market's bearish for the moment, and I want some bearish exposure. I want negative delta. Well, if you sell a credit spread, a call credit spread in this case, you have negative delta. You also have theta. So if the market actually doesn't do what you want it to do or need it to do, and let's say it's 42.50 and we sold the 42.75 or 25 points away, if the market just stays at 42.50, we can still make money. Because time is on our side and that those options will reduce in value and we can keep all or some of that credit. Typically, I try to get out at 50% or so of that credit. So the other option is to reduce that risk is you can buy an out-of-the-money butterfly. So what does that mean? That means if the market's trading at 42.50 and it starts to break lower, I had on my chart, well, the next, you know, there's 42.25 and then... Uh, 4,200, 25, 50 points away, you can buy a butterfly near those strikes for really, really cheap. In this case, I went with a, the market was at 4,240, it had broken 4,250. So my butterfly was about 30 or 40 points out of the money. And I bought the uh, 4,210, I sold the 4,200, and then I bought the 4,190. So I'm, I'm basically looking for the market that moved down to that next major uh, level on SPX. Now, the thing with the butterfly is it's very unlikely that the market actually does that or that you nail that timing. And more importantly, it's extremely unlikely it actually lands there and stays there over the course of that trade. And that's okay. We're not always trying to get the pin, if you will, meaning if I bought this spread uh, for in this case, I bought this spread for 60 cents, but if the market actually landed and, and closed at 4,200, that spread would be worth basically a thousand dollars or $10 in options terms. And my profit would be 940. That would be the max gain. But I know that it's very highly unlikely that I nail the pin. So I'm not really looking to turn my $60 into $900. I know realistically that that's not um, gonna happen very often, 
Um, maybe you leave a runner type of thing. I didn't really think we would get all the way down the 4,200. What I was thinking when it actually worked out was if I bought this spread and I can't remember the exact strikes, but it, we had just broken 4,250. So I bought the 4,200 butterfly. As long as the butterfly, I'm sorry, as long as price moved down another 20 points or so, the value of that butterfly can increase. And I actually ended up closing the spread for about a 60%, uh, I think it was about 60% gain. I bought it for 60 cents and I was able to sell it back for basically a dollar. And the market actually didn't get all the way down. Now, had I held on, the market ended up closing around 42.25 or so that day. Had I held on, that spread would have gone worthless. And remember with the butterfly, when you buy that put fly, let's say for $60 like I did, that's my mask max risk. That's the most I can risk. Unlike the credit spread we talked about where I had $400 of risk trying to make $100. In this case, I had $60 of risk trying to make $100 or, you know, obviously you can make more than that. But the reality was I was just trying to make the same amount of money. So in the butterfly case, if you can make 100% gain and make your $60, you are uh, in a low probability way, but you think the momentum is there for the market to you know, move in your direction. And that's a different part of the trade. We need the market to move to make money on this trade. Whereas the credit spread, we just need the market to not go the wrong way. So there's a different sort of market outlook there. And there's also a different risk reward. So in this case, I'm only risking $60, but I have a lot of asymmetric risk to the upside. Whereas the credit spread, I'm risking $400 and not a lot of upside um, reward. However, the probability is greater. So these are the kind of different nuances that you have to think about. And I think it goes back to whatever your market outlook goes to. Um, some people underestimate um, some of these things, like they just want to purely play the, the odds. And if you're going to purely play the odds, you just have to understand that buying an out-of-the-money butterfly is a low probability trade, but high reward. So if you're okay with losing on several of them, and then maybe every now and then one of them, um, you make a two, three, 400% gain. That's happened to me before, but I've had plenty of butterflies that don't work out and that's okay. They're also good for hedging. So if you were to sell that credit spread, for example, maybe you sell a credit spread a little bit closer, you can buy an, a butterfly that's out of the money above your credit spread, maybe a call spread, for example, and you buy the butterfly above. So that way, if the market goes through your uh, credit spread, you have that butterfly on the other side. That's kind of a hedging mechanism. So there's different use cases for these uh, particular spreads and trades. But I wanted to talk through the risk reward of a, the trade that I took. I ended up going with the put fly because I thought we could move down another 20 points or so that allowed me to make about a 60% gain. I did give some of it back. It was, it had increased in value. I had at the peak of the trade, I could have got out for about a um, 180. That would have been a 200% gain. I could have made 200% gain, but I held on too long and I started to lose value. So I ended up closing for a 60% gain. So that's just kind of how that is. So you never get out at the peak of your um, of the value there. So, so I hope this gives you another way to compare credit spreads and butterflies in certain situations. If you think the market is going to move in a certain direction, 
uh, meaning there's some momentum of some kind, a butterfly might be a lower risk, higher reward strategy for you. If you're not really sure and you just want to play the odds, then you might end up with a credit spread knowing that the risk reward is not the same, but you're more likely to have a profit. So I hope that helps and I'll see you in the next episode. 